You are listening to This is Oklahoma, hosted by Mike Hearn, telling stories of Oklahomans and those that have made it their home. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of This is Oklahoma. Your host, Mike Hearn, with another episode. I am down at Beck's Garage. I'm going to get so much crap for saying that, garage. I usually say garage. Um, down at Beck's with Teresa and Jeff Beck. Guys, I really appreciate your time. This is really awesome. Yeah, it's, um, our, yeah. it's our pleasure. Yeah, Just, my, you know, my joy. Chance to chop it up with you before you know we sit down and record and, and just kind of get in the vibe of the place and you know family business everyone seems really cool you know the whole place is just it must be a fun place to work um, and those family businesses can be you know on and off they can be good or they can be really bad uh, you guys seem to have figured it out so that's really cool to see well, family business is the best of and the worst of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so the best thing is being in family business. The worst thing is being in family yeah. business. So, yeah. Teresa yeah, was saying that you guys, you don't really get to hang out much. You just work together, and then everyone goes their separate ways. You we know? some somehow we make manage to make it work. Right. Yeah. It was kind of unintentional too, because um, you know when my brother was coming from Orlando to Oklahoma about five or so years ago, um, we just happened to have a position that we could fit him into, and he kind of needed a job. So mm-hmm. we're like, of course, naturally, it's a, it's a good fit. And yeah. then, um, and then of course, my son, who is 19, and he works the front counter right now, greeting and checking people out, um, we happened to have a position available that he fit into, and he helps us out with our technical yeah. software stuff. Yeah, that's cool to just have. It's not like, you, hey, we, we need you in the business. You know, it's not like some of the old-fashioned, like, um, Eastern European businesses where like you're 12 years old and you are bagging groceries or ho- hawking ice for all yeah, day. This you know? is your destiny. Like, yeah, yeah. Some of the businesses are like this that. This is the best you can be. <laughs> no, but um, you know the name, you know Beck's Beck's Garage or Beck's Garage. It's I, I've been here seven years and I, this is my first time being in 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 here. But like I've always kind of seen the brand and seen the business around and I know you know with going to Wheels and Western which started up kind of the last couple of years and just kind of seeing the stuff that you guys do and seeing the culture that you have and the way that I mean you are you right you're not trying to be someone else you're just being yourself and that is very different to everybody out there but it makes you stand out but it's genuine and that's what I love about it um, so the, I mean just getting the chance to sit down and hear the story because you've been doing this a very long time in, oh, this, in the, in the uh, terms uh, of most Oklahoma businesses a, a lifetime a yeah. lifetime yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah what was been I mean, doing this for when did the passion start? Well, I, I gosh, I, you know, um, all I can really comment about that is that, you know, just like every other young boy in America and probably abroad, um, when you're a teenager, you're 10, 11, 12 years old, you build model cars. Mm-hmm. And you build model cars of the thing. You build models... And you want to emulate and recreate what is passionate to you. And and for me, that was uh, uh, World War II aircraft. And uh, um, um, obviously, I don't have money for that. Yeah, Mustang P-51s aren't <laughs> cheap, are no, they? No, they're not cheap. <laughs> yeah. But the, my second passion was uh, uh, drag cars. Okay. Uh, uh, drag racing. Yeah. Quarter mile drag racing for me was absolutely the mi- most mind blowing thing that you could imagine, mm-hmm. and it just absolutely overtook me and overwhelmed me, and I'm, I was immediately obsessed. 
mm-hmm. and that teenage boy obsession still lingers today. Yeah. And that's what drove me into the automotive repair okay. industry. Is that something that's come from like family? Like, did your parents do this? Oh no, no, no. This is just purely just yeah, your that's passion. Right. That's that's from this Beck's garage comes from me. Yeah, and only me. My father was 42 years in the military. Okay. Uh, he was a military. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, Army. Um, and I was a military brat, and you know, of course, Dad always wanted me to go in the military, and said, "Oh, there's a lot of uh, opportunities in the military for automotive, yeah. and you can wrench, and it's you paid can, for. <laughs> you know, yeah. work on tanks and work on jeeps and cool stuff, and yeah. you know, howitzers and you know, that mechanized, uh, you yeah. know, armored vehicles." And I was like, "Okay, yeah, that's really cool, but." It doesn't do a nine-second mile. It's not drag racing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's not fast cars and chicks and you know. Uh, eventually, you know, like it's not. It it just it wasn't the same. Yeah. It wasn't so it was the same the lure. Whole, the whole scene that brought you in as and well. It, it, pretty much, it was the whole the scene. I mean, I, it was not just one thing, but yeah. mainly it was ninety-nine point nine percent of it was modifying automobiles to do what they weren't intended to do and that is an exact quote from my father yeah you know why i grew up hearing that why i don't understand why you have to try to make something do something it wasn't intended to do yeah i just don't understand that son he's just I not, thought, a, not I, a car I thought, guy up until i was 14 I thought my name was god damn it <laughs> or, or Jesus Christ yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, it was like god damn it Jeff yeah why you why why you why are you doing that why do you want to yeah. tear that why do you want to why do you can I say the f word of course you can why do you want to fuck shit up yeah why do you want to fuck that up yeah because all you're doing is fucking that up because yeah. my dad had custom cars cool cars I say custom mild customs really cool cars he had 57 Chevys and old Chevy pickups and stuff and he was into mildly customizing he liked mm-hmm. V8s with you know dual exhaust and glass packs and chrome wheels yeah. and stuff like that but that's about as far as it went yeah. when it came to really modifying it making it fast modifying the engine modifying the transmission modifying everything else suspension whatever mm-hmm. he was out yeah. He was like, nope, nope, I don't need that. I don't want it. I, you know, I, I just like it to look good. Yeah, yeah, I just want to make it look good and sound good, and yeah. I'm good after that. Yeah. And for me, I was, I was like, well, that's kind of half the story, pops. Yeah. <laughs> that's uh, that's kind of. I mean, do you have brothers and sisters growing up? Well, that's were they a into whole it as well? Other, that's a. But that's were they into big, the cars? No. Well, okay. I'll say no. I grew up as an only child. Okay. And. You know, if time permits, we can delve into that yeah, whole yeah, yeah. block of weirdness uh, about family. <laughs> but you were the only but one I who grew like up as an only child was adopted. Okay. And then later on, I found later on in my twenties, my late twenties, I found my my birth okay. mother. Yeah. So that's that's that, that gets into another right. Whole, that's a whole different tree. Yeah, she yeah. Had journey. Four other kids. Yeah. So but, he's but have, have siblings. growing up, Got you. you know, growing up, I was an only child, was adopted, only yeah. child. Uh, and uh, so it's just it was a small family, mm-hmm. mom, dad, and me, and that was just, yeah. just us three. Right, that's really so. You, I mean, like I said, just the passion for cars and dad telling you, "Why do you you know stop doing this stuff?" And you just kind of kept going and got into that scene. No, did and you, he just didn't understand because he, you know, he yeah. was like, "Well, you, I want for you, yeah, it would be a great military career, great, you know, um, benefits and a good." Sheltered career and all, it'd be mm-hmm. 
be be perfect for you, yeah. son. Maybe set. You could <laughs> set your career set, up, you and know, that's what you do yeah. when you and retire. And I just yeah. like, I know. I was the rebellious child, yeah. and, and to this day, I'm still the... the James Dean of the family, you know, yeah. the rebellious one, you know, and not just like, nope, it's not for me. I want to do my own thing, and that's yeah. that. You know. So after you know you you do all that and you start, you graduate high school. Uh, what happens after? Like, what? Where'd you go from there? I'm sure Dad wanted you to go to the military and go to college and all that stuff. Well, you know, I I just I I am probably the most hard-headed son of a bitch that mm-hmm. Teresa's ever met. <laughs> and and yeah. I just will not accept failure. Right. You know, I'm just hard-headed and I will I will take something and I'll 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 beat on it with the hardest hammer I can find until I form it into what I want to form it into. And, you know, uh, logic and good decisions be damned, <laughs> yeah. I'll still do it. And 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 you know, I'm still temporarily um, doing auto repair until something else better comes along. Yeah, still yeah. going. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> 40 years later, yeah, I'm yeah. still... Still figuring you know, it out. I'm still trying to figure it out. But, yeah. you know, I just knew that I, when I started into this, it's my love for cars and hot rods. Um, you know, I'm very passionate as a young man, you know, just filled with, you know, testosterone and, and passion. And all I wanted to do was work on cars and mainly hot rods. Mm-hmm. I wanted to do modify and then I wanted to do hot rod work. Uh, but the, the step the natural stepping stone to that is to get a job in an auto shop and learn my craft yeah. and learn about cars. And then, you know, after hours and on weekends is when the you could do hot rodding and the, the passion stuff happens. And then there's a, there's a pecking order. You know, to that, and you yeah. got to learn one before you can, you know, craft the other. Uh, otherwise, it's a really hard road. Uh-huh. Um, so that's kind of what I did, um, um, and found my way into a very small auto shop not far from home, and uh, wound up working there. Cut my teeth in uh, that for about ten years, and working on mainly Volkswagens, and did a lot of. I, I learned a lot of modification and performance work, not only in building my own hot rod. But working on these Volkswagens in an era in the late 70s, early 80s, where the oil boom was big and people were, people had dune buggies and sand rail buggies. And in this Volkswagen, small Volkswagen shop, I learned to, to modify and build hot rod Volkswagen engines. Yeah, because they had and plenty of room when you took the back off. You could I've fit never, a V8 there. The, the odd thing is, is that I know, I'm a Volkswagen, I'm a VW guy. Okay. You know, <laughs> I did not I know, expect that. I know That's Volkswagens front yeah. to back. Yeah, you know, from wiring harnesses to yeah. to to oil clearance tolerances and <laughs> on Volkswagens, but have never owned one, never had the desire to own one. Because why <laughs> in the fuck would you own a Volkswagen motor when you could have a, a, you have a V8. V8 Chevy? Yeah. You know? yeah so yeah, yeah. I was the the V8 Chevy guy, but I also yeah I, I learned Volkswagens, but it was just. You know, it was just how it shook down for me. Right. You know, it was just the opportunities to get into as yeah. a young, starting out, young mechanic with literally no skills and no experience. And at the time where, you know, experience is something that you get uh, from, um, you know, I mean, good decisions yeah. come from experience experience yeah. comes from bad decisions oh yeah, <laughs> you yeah. Know? you've so, got to fail enough times to figure it out <laughs> exactly yeah. so that, that, and that was me in a nutshell okay you know so where uh, was that first shop that was in Edmond it okay. was a little Volkswagen co- a shop called Sharp Automotive is it still there no, no long gone long my gone. old boss um, 
is uh, he's passed away now. Uh, very beloved to me. He was like a second father. Yeah. Uh, taught me how to think outside the box. Um, and he always he called me sunshine. Yeah. Yeah. Not necessarily endearing. Yeah. But I think more of um, teasing. Gotcha. Yeah. I mean, he was very sarcastic and very, but very humorous and very funny. And yeah. but very sarcastic at the same time, and uh, he would just tell me, "Well, sunshine, you want to be a parts changer, or you want to be a mechanic. Yeah. If you want to be a mechanic, you're going to figure out how that shit works yeah. before you can fix it. Mm-hmm. Or you can be like every other asshole out there and just start swapping just parts pass. until something you throw enough you throw enough mud right. pies at the wall, something's going to stick. Yeah. Yeah. And and that's his name was Paul, and uh, God bless him. Paul Bankson was his name, um, and. Uh, um, as much as I hated him at times and loved him oh, others, yeah. he was, he's a, uh, you know, I'll get a little choked up yeah. talking about Paul because he was like a second means father a lot to me. Yeah. And he was very dear to me. Mm-hmm. And I loved him. Uh, hated him when I worked for him. Right. Yeah. <laughs> because he made live. a lot of, he yeah. made fun of me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he ridiculed me a lot. However, mm-hmm. that ridicule and the making fun of, and, and of course, you got to understand this is a long, this is a different day and age. Oh, completely! You can't get away with that now no, no. because he'd no, wound up in a big time lawsuit. Inside, if you but do that now, what it did was build character, and and that's where I think. Uh, and I don't want to get off on political. It's not political mm-hmm. at all, but it's a characterization characterizational um, analysis where that we lose that today. Yeah. It's that's a, that's a time lost mm-hmm. where that's that was a time where you grabbed a kid by his trousers and the back of his scruff of his neck and you yeah. threw him in a pond. And that's how you learned to swim. Yeah. He didn't the boy doesn't know the pond's only 3 foot deep. But just figure <laughs> it out. Grandpa grabs you and he yeah. throws you in a pond, you yeah. know? I mean, uh, you yeah, grandpa would go to jail nowadays for doing that. Right. But this was a different time. But yeah. uh, um, he wound up being a very a mentor to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and taught me how to actually run a business, you know, do everything well, from the ground up. He t- there's a there's a kind of duality with that because he taught me how to not run it, how not to run a business. Okay. Yeah. Because I wound up as a very young man in my early twenties running his business because he was absent. Yeah. He was not there, and mm-hmm. he just threw me the keys and said, "Sunshine, you're on your own." Yeah, and you know, I'd, I'd had to, I had to learn how to deal with with angry customers, uh, happy customers, indifferent customers, um, customers I had to learn how to actually sell work to because yeah. they didn't believe a 21 or 22 year old kid knew what was wrong with their car and was telling them, yeah, you need a part. You know, this is the part that's wrong. This is what's wrong with your car. Yeah, and this is what's going to take to fix it. And you know, they didn't. So I I was dealt with a lot of challenges early on, and I knew actually. I, you know, one of my first big lessons, I learned how to run a shop before I actually learned how to become more proficient with auto repair. Okay. Because yeah. of the fact that I had to run Paul's shop when he was gone because yeah. he was gone all the freaking time. <laughs> was he a golfer? <laughs> no, he was just a, he, yeah. was, he was, what he was, what Paul was a bullshit artist. Yeah. He was a velvet tongued bullshit artist but he he could back up his bullshit right. with his abilities yeah he was the smartest guy i ever knew mm-hmm. and he could figure anything out he could sell anything it, well, it wasn't just sales he could figure out how something worked you give him enough time yeah have never ever worked on a laptop computer he'd take it apart figure out how it worked and yeah. and and would repair it and and that's just the kind of paul type of guy paul was yeah. and and um so that was my mentor you know and i mean god he sure 
you know, spin. And he was a guy that you wouldn't say no to anybody. He mm-hmm. would bring stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah, you just put it over there in the yeah, corner and I'll that. get to it. You know, six months later, they'd come in. Well, no, it's still in the corner. <laughs> but, you know, yeah. forget you own it. And maybe six years later, I'll get to it. But, yeah. but he would figure that shit out and fix it. Yeah. And that was that was that was part of Paul that 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 stuck with me and that I can't. You know, unfortunately, I, I just I can't. I wish I could could take that part of my early education in this business and pass on mm-hmm. and give away. Yeah. And and the longer he's passed on uh, and the older I get, the more it kind of fades into mm-hmm. a gray area. But God Almighty, you know, yeah. he taught me so much. And uh, um, yeah, you learn everything from running the business to dealing oh, yeah. with German precision yeah. automotives, basically, and then also your hot rodding style. It's like a perfect yeah. mix, isn't it? Because I mean, the German it was, it was an right. odd mix. It was a it bit was of an odd mix, but it, it was kind a bit of. Works, of it was, it? It, you know what it was yeah. like? It was like a, uh, um, uh, vinegar and, and oil uh, uh, salad dressing. Okay. Where yeah. you leave it sit long enough, it's going to go its separate ways. But right. <laughs> but you mix it up, yeah. and it's wonderful. Yeah. You know, so you do that, cool. and then so when did you decide that I'm going to do my own thing? I'm going to open up my own. Oh, early on, I knew right yeah. away that and I was like, I'm not going to work for somebody right. forever. Yeah, this is. So when when did you make when did you buy your Land own place? Land of the free. Yeah, when did you make your own? Uh, yeah, take I, that jump. Uh, probably in high school. Yeah, you know, junior high, mm-hmm. when I flunked out of every class I took. Yeah, because I was not interested. The uh, interesting thing is that I did. I, I the few classes I excelled in in school were. Um, um, civics, which they don't teach anymore. No. Um, uh, civics and art. I, I excelled woodworking. That anything with uh, art, working with your hands, doing art, bringing your, you know, the, 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 the creators of the, the cerebral end of it out. I did very well. Yeah. But the parroting and the the repet- repetitive classes like math, science, English, science. Well, stuff, science yeah. I liked. Yeah. But math, biology, I did very well in. Math, um, English, you know those types of you know. Uh, nah, yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. I just don't, don't do need that. Well. Don't need it. without it. Yeah, I can do without yeah. calculus. Yeah. Uh, but an uh, interesting thing is, I find myself doing math every day. <laughs> but I have to have a yeah. calculator. But uh, but I, I just knew right. I was mm-hmm. I was a bit of a misfit. So, so you I, go, just, you I, I, I can't work for people. Right. Because they and, and they don't want me working for them. <laughs> no, I, but the, I understand that. I know that. I know that feeling. The odd part of that is, I wind up everybody that walks in the door that opens their wallet to me is my boss. Yeah. So I don't have a boss. I have tens of thousands of bosses. Yeah. You know. So there's a ton of different personalities you got to keep happy or do this for. And well, yeah. But yeah, that's why I hire people to work the front, and I go in the right. Back. It's better business. <laughs> uh, so you open your own. You open your own spot, and it goes. How long after you opened your own spot did you guys meet? Oh, uh, quite a quite a few years. Quite a few years. Um, Wait, what year was it that you opened up your business on Britain Road? The 2000 or I'm um, the 2000. Um, I moved off of Britain Road in 2000. And my 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 father passed away in 03, and I moved in 04. Um, okay. And I opened, I believe, in 92. Yeah. So um, so from early 90s to. 2008. Teresa and I met summer of 2008. Okay. On 08, 08, 08. No way. Seriously. Yes. <laughs> oh wait. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. So then, so why were you in town? 
Because um, you could go, like I said, okay, you're from California. Yeah, California. Just see me. Yeah. Well, obviously, <laughs> yeah. From Oklahoma yeah. to see you. Yeah. Um, I moved here in, uh, it was actually Thanksgiving weekend of 2004. And um, the man that I was married to at the time, who is now my ex-husband, um, he, um, yeah, stop it. <laughs> <laughs> you already know this. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, he's from Edmond, and okay. so actually they kind of all went to, to high school together because Oklahoma is really small oh, that of course way. Another, but, yeah. Yeah. Another close neighbor. But yeah. anyway, so I was divorced, and um, um, my daughter had some friends that were playing at the Blue Note um, on 080808. I was happened to be out that evening with a girlfriend, and so. Um, I won't go into the whole story. Let's just say that my daughter kind of had the hots for him. Him. That, that is <laughs> yeah. hilarious. Yeah, but but 23 years younger than right. him, right? Yeah. So and and uh, when she came home and showed this me, this would be great when she hears this. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. When she She'd came like, home Mom. and showed me, Mom, I met this guy and he's so dreamy and and uh, and I, I I on MySpace and I honed in right on his age, which was the same as mine at the time yeah. was 46, and and I was like, if that son of a bitch comes near you, I'm going to kick his ass because he's not after your cookie recipe, sweetheart. Yeah. And so I'm going to date him. I'm going yeah. to marry him. Yeah. He's <laughs> going to anyway. take care of me. Yeah, he right. runs his own business. <laughs> He's going to make uh, me do all of his admin work. So, and I'm sorry, my my sweet daughter Emily. She's yeah. she hears this. She's going to vomit. But um, yeah. but anyway, but it was kind of a funny story. But she actually introduced us um, that night. And uh, I referred to him as a pedophile for three weeks prior to meeting him because I didn't want him coming near my daughter. Yeah. So anyway. And just for the record, I'm not on any list. Yeah. No, no, no. And I don't have to report to any <laughs> and judge. And he never, never yeah. tried to, you know, yeah. uh, do oh, anything. No. 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 But he was told by um, one of our mechanics um, that my daughter had a mom that was single. Yeah. So he was aware that I existed. So anyway, I think the, the word "hot" was used. Also. Well, <laughs> yeah, pretty sure. Yeah. So we had met, um, and then we let's see, we were together. We've been together for um, coming up on eleven years now, and so it was six years ago that I left real estate. Yeah. Um, I was in it. It was an administration for eighteen years, and then a realtor for twelve years, and um, so. We decided um, it was time for me to, to, to jump careers and come and help the business here. One of the things that Jeff was looking for was um, new customers, a new customer base, because mm -hmm. we loved, you know, the, the, the current customer base. But times were changing, and the, the city was constantly growing, and there w obviously there's a lot of cars to be repaired. So we needed to tap into that. And the other thing that I noticed that he wasn't doing at the time was um, a lot of community involvement. Mm -hmm. That's where I come in. Um, real estate taught me a lot about marketing, branding, and also community, you know, how you can give back. Yeah. And it's not um, fake in any means. You know, we live, eat, sleep, breathe in this neighborhood. Yeah. So so much so that you're the president <laughs> of the district right now. I am currently. Yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah. I've been on the it's board. Not the only thing she's the president. <laughs> right. <laughs> I have been on the board for Western Avenue District for four years, yeah. and um, it actually was a goal of mine to to be the president. <clears throat> um, we have a great, great board right now, very strong, and um, so I'm I'm really excited about the district, yeah. and actually of all the districts in the city, mm -hmm. it's uh you know um, I in the 15 years that I've been here, I've seen so many changes and so much growth. And what I love is the cohesiveness mm -hmm. with the people in the city and the fact that everybody loves mom and pop and local. Oh, that's yeah. what we are all about. Yeah, definitely. How many times have you had to repair a car that's taken out that median out there? Because oh. <laughs> I'm sure there's plenty yeah. of people who's it's, wiped it's that thing out. It's called the C word. It's, called <laughs> a, it's actually called a chicane. Yeah. Yeah. That, <laughs> we, yeah. 
Oh, gosh. When they first it's, put it up. What it's called is all of a sudden Beck's Garage is in the tire business. Yeah. Okay. Now, so um, <laughs> it, it's, it's you know, it does slow people down. It but does. unfortunately, um, it does um, uh, cause an issue for some people that aren't paying attention. Oh, yeah. So I think when it first went up, we probably, we heard maybe four or eight squeals of brakes. I mean, like the yeah. first day yeah. that they our, put it in. Our record, uh, it for one day was eight i think yeah. eight cars that had blown out tires flat tires bent rims uh some type of damage yeah. curb strike damage uh eight in one day yeah. now obviously that has shrunk down quite a bit um because people are learning to navigate around us but um the, you know that's yeah. only, the only reason that i got into the tire business mainly um, was because we were taking on more fleet business, mm -hmm. more fleet work. Yeah. And part of those guys, uh, what they need are tires. Mm -hmm. And I thought, well, you know, tires isn't, tire business is very competitive. It's a very cutthroat business. And it's incredibly difficult to, to be competitive. And we really don't concentrate so much on com being competitive. We're not the cheapest in town on tires and don't want to be. But we do tires because I can service my fleet guys. Yeah. When they need tires on their vans or whatever, they bring them in for, you know, unit number 35 needs an oil change. It needs this change, fluid exchange, whatever, and put a set of tires on it. Yeah. And we don't have to have a vehicle tying up a lift or a bay for five or six hours while I outsource a set of tires to somebody else. And we just do them right here. Yeah. Now, you know. And, and, you know, being that as it may, I mean, it kind of lends itself to, yeah, we have to, you know, or at least we don't have to, but we choose to be kind of a flat repair spot for our mm -hmm. our neighbors and our, our folks in the neighborhood uh, that need tire repair. And, I mean, it's really kind of a thankless job because, yeah. I mean, what can you get to fix a flat for somebody's car? You know, yeah. eight or seven or eight dollars give us a five-star review yeah <laughs> you know yeah it's yeah. really yeah. not about the money yeah. social more media off, shout outs with more than, than just taking else. care of a problem that they've got right at the time and we're we're here to be problem solvers yeah and and that's kind of our duty i guess is to uh -huh. be a problem solver and sometimes their problem is going to take you a little bit of time and it's yeah. not going to pay much but you know hey you know people understand you know people remember that mm -hmm. and you know we're just you know, we're just we're here to solve, try to solve as many problems for our neighbors and our customers as we can. Yeah, that is in our wheelhouse. Right. You know? And if we do tires, that's just another dimension that we can give mm -hmm. back out to the. Just like oil changes, oil changes don't make us any money. Yeah. You know, we we don't make we lose money on time. Oil is not oil cheap. Changes. I mean, you know, oil is not cheap. You know, uh, and we certainly can't compete with with quickie oil change places where the, you you know you drive through and it's five, ten, fifteen yeah. minutes and your oil change is done. That's not us. Yeah. But we still do oil changes, and we are somewhat competitive in price because that's a service that people trust us to do. Yeah. And even though an oil change is the most menial, you know, simple, basic service you can do, if it's done poorly, yeah. It can cost you catastrophic the problems. catastrophic yeah. issues with the most expensive part on your car, which is the engine. I yeah. mean, you know, most most cars nowadays you throw them away if the engine's bad. Yeah. You know, it's just not a it's not a you mm -hmm. know engine engine replacement is a dying 
thing. Yeah. You know, and nobody does it anymore because of the cost. Mm. You know, yeah, they're so, the they're cars are getting in there closer so much to, now as well. You could still yeah, have to get at them. The cars are getting closer to disposable. Yeah. You know, every year that goes by, mm-hmm. they're getting closer to a disposable product. Yeah. You know, unfortunately, well, but that's the truth. Yeah. So when you, so you guys meet, you know, everything mm-hmm. goes well. You both have a huge passion for music. Oh, back to. Every, yeah, everything goes fabulously well. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Sorry, with me, it's always about the car repair. Right. Yeah, yeah, I always yeah. got to go off to car repair. That's why I'm here. I bring it yeah, back. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so there were two things, actually, that, that kind of drew us, um, struck me as really interesting. Stop it. He's making everyone. I'm not even going to say it. Yeah. Um, anyway, um, was uh, his passion for music, even though I grew up um, in a bubble in Orange County, California, and this is all Southern California, yeah. right? Yeah. So do the bubble sound again. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> so I, my mother raised us with like a Broadway show tunes and, um, you know, the Carpenters and, you know, all that stuff where he, I come in and he has this passion for like rockabilly and psychobilly. And I'm, and I appreciate it because I'm a music lover across right. the board. There's a couple genres that I'm not really crazy about, but for the most part, I love it all. My father was a real famous mariachi singer, so I grew up with okay. a complete Latin, you know, uh, background. And then, and I also have, um, I've played in bands for many, many years, and I um, also, <laughs> I also uh, have a jazz band here in okay. Oklahoma City. So, so yeah, music was a big tie for us. And then yeah. as well as, um, I walked into his house and saw that he had a bunch of Mexican art, which, interesting. I mean, like, Dia de los Muertos, artwork and, okay. and figurines and I'm like what are you because you know I don't know a lot of you know um, yeah. Oklahoma boys you know that, that really get the whole genre of Mexican uh, folk art and because that's my background um, I'm half Mexican and then uh, my mom was born and raised in San Diego so yeah. so I just thought that that was really cool so we just kind of built our you know relationship yeah. on the things that we had in common and then um, and then that kind of I kept on with my real estate career for a few years, and he kept on doing the shop. And then I remember he would, um, you know, in the evenings, we would have these discussions about how his day went. And there were many, many times in small businesses, it's not always as blissful as people might think it is. I mean, I know other business owners, they're going to completely understand what I'm saying. You know, you've got bills to pay, you've got payroll, you've got payroll taxes, you've got workers' comp. You never stop working. Oh, my gosh. I mean, it's and sometimes it can be really overwhelming. Uh, When they did the the streetscape here in front of our uh, shop and down Western Avenue, you know, it, it put five businesses on Western oh, yeah. Avenue out of business, and yeah. we were hit by it a little bit. So so I just asked him, you know, what would you think about if I came over and helped you? And um, he was completely on board. We talked about it probably for about a year and a half before I actually did it. And then I completely left real estate yeah. um, and uh, came over. And the first thing on the agenda was... We joined a couple of networking groups, so we did B&I, which is a, fa- a fabulous group if you want to grow a business, and then we outgrew it because uh, we got so busy, and then um, uh, Chamber of Commerce, um, and then also just tapping into some of the all the things that, that are going on in the city. Keep yeah. It Local is another one that we still maintain, mm-hmm. um, and then also doing what you can in your own districts, like joining the board. Um, and yeah. fortunately, I had there was a spot open the the year that I inquired, and I just jumped right in. That's really cool. Yeah. What um, what is your go to instrument for your jazz band? The, the go to, I'm sorry. Your jazz in, like your jazz band. What's what's what do you play? 
oh, I'm I'm singer. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm the vocalist. Yeah. yeah. So, um, but I I have a great group of guys that I've worked with for many years. Okay. Um, and um, you know we we play a lot of restaurants. We do a lot of work actually. At this is again, it's networking. But yeah. over here at the Will Rogers Theater, yeah. we do a big huge event for the past two New Year's Eve. Okay. Um, it's it's a big blowout um, balloon drop. It's very vintage. It's very campy. Okay. Um, and we have um, a lot of a lot of talent that comes in and sing songs and dancers uh, with the Swing Out OKC group. They're awesome. Um, but we do restaurants like Rococo. We do the Lobby Bar. Um, we, there's a place in Moore called Nosh that we play at quite a bit. Okay. Uh, we've done the Arts Festival in Oklahoma City. So it's just and a lot yeah. of private gigs. Our yeah. our our music is is um, what I my tagline is it when you want to impress mm-hmm. that's when you need to contact Amante. Yeah. We're we're very classic jazz. Okay. And, is and it standards. like that kind of like? 40s kind of swing it's it's swing but not quite 40s okay. uh, we're like you know um fly me to the moon okay um you don't know me you know um oh gosh i mean just all across the board yeah what, I'm, pu- what I'm picturing is like the scene in uh pearl harbor where they go into that like glenn miller style yes, kind of like yeah, that's yeah, what i'm very, thinking of yeah, is that yes. kind of what it's like yeah glenn miller yeah. rat pack um you know I'd peggy love lee to dance like that i can't oh, dance yes. in my life yeah I'm yeah totally as a matter left, of fact I'll, i'm gonna plug it right now um swing out okc has a big event at will rogers theater on okay. april 27th it is open to the public so um check it out um we're going to be posting it on our amante which uh-huh. is my, my my jazz band it's a-m-a-n-t-e okay um but i'm going to be pushing this event on there as well as um you know on our, our bex page we'll, yeah. we'll put it out there so so that's kind of your just release to get away from it work. is my that's release like your well thing. here's the thing is that being raised in a family where your father traveled that, that i mean i saw him very rarely because he was always out gigging he was from yeah. another country so he was always traveling and then um you know so music was in my blood i was blessed with uh, with a good talent I didn't want to take it seriously in my 20s and 30s because I had young children and I didn't mm-hmm. want to do the ugly side of it was that I never got to see him right. growing up and I couldn't do that to my own children so now that all of my kids are out of the house yeah. this now is my turn and I've been working on my project my jazz and standards project probably for about three years now Cool. And I've other, done other bands throughout my lifespan, you know. Yeah. But uh, but this is my passion. Right. And uh, Jeff drag races to release, you know, his energy and craziness, and uh-huh. and performing jazz and standards is mine. Although I have been known to uh, to sing mariachi from time to time. Okay. <laughs> That's an experience. I'm it sure. Is, yeah. I'm gonna have to see that one day. <laughs> well, she's, oh yeah. She's kind of ex- very good. It's kind of yeah. expected of me because yeah, of my father. Good. Okay. Yeah. yeah I have my own bathroom band too. called yeah. Nofux. Okay. Uh, yeah, Not after No FX. No No yeah. Fox. Yeah. Okay. Because there's a band called No FX <laughs> yeah, as well. No, that no, I remember. No. I used to listen to them when I was in the, in F-U-X. Yeah. 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 No Fox. So, uh-huh. Given. Yeah. So yeah. So you know the music, the the Mexican art. Um. You know he. What I love is actually the house that we're in right now. If you walk into it, it's this. Um. It's just this compilation of old school oaky uh country yeah. and and mexican art a lot of it, a lot of vinyl records too 
We have vinyl big records. Big vinyl records <laughs> fans, I figured. <laughs> My dad loves that. He's oh, a big yeah. vinyl record fan. When we yeah. first started dating, I had a house over off of 37th Street. You, you missed it. You were in the bathroom. Yeah. We, okay, I told so the story. she, she yeah. Yeah, told the story. And I had Where I watched it. Yeah. So it's like... And then she told me who her father was. I was like, yeah. oh, you must love my stuff. Yeah. And I'm not Mexican at all. Right. You know? just, but I just, I just, I just, felt, I just, I fell in love with the uh, uh, Day of the Dead art and the mm-hmm. Mexican folk art. It's so beautiful. Yeah. So it's colorful and beautiful. And uh, the reverence that they give to their, their ancestral heritage. Yeah. And their, their, their. Their ancestors. It's That's just, a huge day there, isn't it? Yeah, the day of the Dead the Day. Day. Yeah. Have you been yeah, to that? Have you guys been? I'm actually going. Oh, yeah. really? Well, okay, so awesome. my dad has a museum in um, Tamasula, okay. which is Jalisco in Guadalajara area. And um, he's got a museum with my uncle. And there's two big, like, I want to say they're like, what, 15, 17 foot tall bronze statues yeah. in the, in the town center. Like, yeah. And I told Jeff that it is my dream to, um, I want to get there this year, but go and, and be there for the yeah. I've been to Mexico several times, but not, but not for, for that, that day. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be really cool. I'm going. It's yeah. definitely we're we are gonna go. You're definitely going. Mm-hmm. When is that? Well, it's it runs um, from like the end of October into like the first couple of days of November. Okay. So there's actually like the um, there's a uh, the celebration the night before, which is for where the children participate, mm-hmm. and then there's another day where it's adults only. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of like a party. It's chaos. You know? <laughs> it's chaos. But the cool thing is that the ofrendas, which is the the um, oh gosh, it's the well, shrines. The shrines, yes, yes yeah. yeah. They are absolutely beautiful. Yeah, I've I've seen like I can't remember where I saw it. And I've seen seen clips of it and people going and you know and having speaking to or being and there's the people who have the shrines. Yeah, and yeah. I've just seen videos of it and it just it's crazy but it's beautiful. Actually, you know, and it's just a little. Teresa's a, already working on her shrine mm-hmm. for oh, me to put already, up. Oh, I know. I told him. I said, if I die, if I die before you, okay. So yeah. the house it's already got in, his place in the shop. We'll have yeah. to have. Okay, we need to have you over because downstairs is in our master bedroom is a is a uh, small fireplace. Yeah. And I told him it 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 faces directly to the bed. And I said, if I die before you, I want my ofrenda to be permanent, and I want my photograph, a big photograph, and my ashes to be staring right at the bed. So, <laughs> and it won't be intimidating at all. Not at all. Not no. one bit. Yeah. Great. <laughs> Can't wait. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can't wait. They'll uh, do that for me. Yeah. No, I was going to well, tell you I that. I will because yeah. I'll be. Yeah. I, 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 I'm afraid of her. So yes, <laughs> yeah. I, I will do that. My daughter, she was she she she's a barber here in town um, at Coven, and she was talking about me. I was right there in the room, and and she was like, "Do you know Teresa?" She goes, "She's terrifying." <laughs> Yeah, no in a good way. Yeah. In a good way. Yeah. I was going to say that. What's the that Latin fire that you have? It, That's what it thank is. Thank you. That's yes. Exactly yeah. what it I'm Scotch yeah. Irish and Spanish Basque and Mexican. I said I'm passionately yeah. stubborn. Yeah. The movie Coco. If anybody has okay. seen the movie Coco, the animated, have you seen it? I have not. Okay. If you watch that movie, that is. I don't know who the writers are and how they got that story, but that story is our story. Okay. It is absolutely incredible. Yeah, it's it's about a, a a mariachi singer that died. My father died at 52. I was 19, and um, there was a um, a partner of his that ended up taking the fame in his songs, and yeah. um, and moved on anyway. So, but it all came to fruition. There was a little girl. There was a scene where the 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 dad was singing. Um, to the little girl in her bed, and my father used to do that with me. Yeah, and I was just bawling during right. the story, but, but this that is truly my is my story. Yeah, it's it's yeah. the whole. It was pretty. It was uncanny. Yeah. Uh, 
I, we, we saw that movie, and I don't know, just I, I, my reaction was pretty uh, <clears throat> pretty evident. I was like, oh, my yeah. God, somebody copied your story. So, anyway, not that that has anything to do with right, not repair, really but... cool <laughs> that you have, like, this whole music side of you that's completely opposite to the... Yeah. To, garage work and mechanic work right but well, and then I torqued the, music the heads <laughs> and one of the bolts broke <laughs> and then I thought oh, right. oh no what am I going to do and I called Teresa and she's like oh well my father will yeah Music's like music, music, music is such a huge part. Yeah, of, yeah, music's such a huge part of of the business too. No, it's like, it's every it's you guys. You it's, know? Th- th- it's just part of it yeah. all. I mean, it's part of all the, the passion and everything. You know, the music, yeah. the cars, and the everything. I mean, it's all part of uh, um, the whole mm-hmm. um, of the, uh, you know the sum of the whole. Yeah, you know? and 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 I don't know why their music. Uh, you put the music in there, but uh, there was a lot of passion for for the music and. Yeah. Uh, well, everything's boring when it's quiet. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, no, you listen to something. Well, like when you come here, what yeah. you hear is rock, rockabilly, psychobilly, standard. You'll hear you'll hear Frank Sinatra blaring in the yeah. shop. Um, you'll hear my dad's music. You yeah. know, he's got his own um, Pandora channel. So, you know, just yeah. it's just kind of cool the mix that we have. But I also was telling Jeff that that is also our branding. Oh, you definitely. know, when people come here, I don't want to hear. You know, classic. Justin Bieber out there. No, you know? no, He'd no, roll no. Over. Not roll that over. there's anything wrong with that. I appreciate all genres of music. Yeah. I'm just, uh, that's my. There's the marketing and branding side coming out of you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There's anything wrong? Yeah. We're completely we just neutral. Just don't play it. Yeah. Um, so the, ho- the, the new PC of Wings way yeah. of saying it sucks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Say, saying somebody else wrote it for me, and I think I can produce this. Um, the hot rod side of things. So Wales has, and not, I mean, if you're a car guy, you may know this, but not a lot of people in the States know this, but Wales has a beach called Pendine Sands, mm-hmm. and it's very famous in land speed records. Uh, yes. Right? Yes. So they have a festival there every year where people bring out their cars, and they, you know, the tide's out, and there's miles and miles of good sand to race on. Right. It's kind of like our drag strip. So you come here and you kind build... Kind of like your dry lake. Dry lake yeah, yeah, like racing, the... Yeah. What, what it is. Land, I mean, speed, land flat. speed. Salt flats. Yeah, so that's yeah. what it's like. And is yeah. it yeah. the Bakersfield? Uh-huh. Yeah, so... No, I've seen a lot of, a so lot you, of videos. Yeah, so you have, stuff. like... Obviously, your passion for hot rodding and racing quarter mile. And then, like, how... What was that like coming out? Like, what cars... Did you always have, like, one car that you always kind of... Like, a brand that you stick to? Or was it just anything and it, like... Because I see, I saw the car that's in the shop, the one that's kind of... Oh, that's a front yeah. That looks, I mean, that's obviously a... Tabs car. Well, you know, it's kind of rat rod style and... You know, I, I, I have a, I do have a brand favorite and that would be Chevrolet. Okay. Um, <clears throat> and for you Chevrolet fans out there, you'll know why. Uh, <laughs> for you Ford guys, you're probably trying to Ford, figure out sorry. why. <laughs> and, and I, I, all I'll say is sorry Ford guys, sorry mm-hmm. Mopar guys, but I, Chevrolets I are Ford. like... Yeah. The main thing about Chevrolet is they're like Legos. Yeah. Everything fits everything, and you can do so much more with gotcha. them, and you can make them faster, and you can update them and upgrade them without so many, yeah. uh, so so much of uh, expense mm-hmm. and so many modifications. So that's why they're kind of a brand favorite. Um, okay. The only reason I like Chevrolets is because they made sense to me in my early days. Yeah. The Chevys made sense. You didn't have to do so much to make them faster. That's mm-hmm. all. 
but I have a love for all brands, all makes, all models. I'm, not, I'm, 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 I guess technically a Chevrolet guy, but love them all. I've yeah. had Fords, I've had Mopars, uh, I love them all. Mm-hmm. They're all equally precious to me. Yeah, I'm like Jesus. Right. You know, <laughs> they're <laughs> so all precious to me. Oklahoma, and I've noticed Oklahoma has. I mean, and, and I've started a segment in my podcast for the Oklahoma car guys because it's such an underrated scene in this city. There's so many car guys in this city, and no one really, unless you're in the scene, you don't know. And I've been on a couple of cruises with a few of the guys, and I mean, just the amount of cars here and the amount of people who have passion for cars. I drive through my parents, uh, my in-laws' neighborhood, and I see this, she must be 90. Every Saturday, she rolls up her garage door, Mm -hmm. and there is an old convertible Mustang in there, 67, I think, 65 to 67 Mustang. And she just sits in a garage and just looks at it. Aww. And she and I'm like, and she's out there in her dressing gown, early morning, drinking a coffee. Just and it must have been like her husband's car, but she just sits there and looks at it. And like that to me is like that's just the passion that you know. No, this city is not really known for. Well, um, it's it's uniquely it's American. Yeah, it is. The, this this pa- this car passion is uniquely American, and and every. Everybody on the planet wants to be an American when it comes to cars. Yeah, because I want a Mustang. Yeah, I want a GT350 Mustang. I want a Camaro. Yeah, I want a Chevelle. I want mm-hmm. a Corvette. Yeah, you know, I mean, the, the the you can't. I mean, it's unabashedly, absolutely, completely, totally yeah. mental. It is when it comes to the love of cars. Yeah. Is really very American mm-hmm. uh, not to say that uh, can't be uh, adopted by you know anybody and everybody that's human right but the 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 sentimentality and the focus and the mm-hmm. lust yeah because it, it's really what it is yeah it's a lust uh, for uh, automobiles is uniquely American mm-hmm. back um, to the moonshine days and, uh, you know and I'm, that's where the that's where the the, the I mean, the racing passion started in the Great Lakes in the northwest, in the in the western part of the United right. States. Um, um, the, the, the 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 moonshine era, uh, post uh, um, um, uh, prohibition era, started yeah. in the, the south southeast um, with the racing, and and then you just fill in the blanks everywhere yeah, else yeah. Mm-hmm. with drag racing and everything else started, you know, and and. The first time that two the, the the first drag race was the first two guys that had motorized vehicles that came up to a crossing right. uh, that were going yeah. the same direction, and that was the first drag race, and it never stopped. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's 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 yeah. fact. And yeah. is that kind of where you guys? I mean, both of you kind of coming together with you know the community involvement and the love for cars. Is that where you just kind of was big in starting the Wheels and Western kind of meet i guess that you guys well, did i suppose so i mean yeah. that's a pretty you know obvious yeah connection you yeah know. The, the wheels on western event actually just uh um for all transparency that was a uh, carl milam um sheldon his, okay. his nephew sheldon at uh, uh western concept so sushi nico yeah, Bobby yeah, Bar. Yeah. so that was that's really their concept okay. and they actually ran it last year for a number of months um, Carl is also a board member on the District Avenue, uh, the Western Avenue District Board, and so we talked about um, uh, as a district uh, getting behind it this year, and let's make it mm-hmm. a huge blowout event. Yeah. And so, of course, naturally they asked us to get involved um, from the get-go. You know, even last year, 
because um, because of our obviously our, our, our passion and affinity for cars right. and and our car clubs and all the things that that we belong to and, and are affiliated with, and then of course Jeff made the uh, trophies you uh-huh. know for the event as well, which are completely one of a kind and cool. Um, so that's how we got involved, gotcha. and then of course in being on the board again this year. Yeah. Uh, of course we're we're right there, you know, uh, you know, with the event. So that's how that's how it originated. But now uh, the district has gotten involved. That's good. And we're completely behind it, and we're really hoping for people, you know, to really come and support it. Yeah, and yeah. it's I I mean the ones I went to it it's I mean I've been to coffee and cars and all the other kind of ones and. The Wheels on Western is a different crowd. It's an older crowd. Mm-hmm. It's a more refined type of crowd. Mm-hmm. It reminds me of what the car shows are like back home, yeah. where like not everything's a re- nothing's like pres- everything's pristine, but it's not like it's not like, extremely modified. But sometimes, I mean, there was a few lowriders out there. There was that Liberty Walk slammed Nissan GTR that was out there, and I know the guys that have that, and they're great mm-hmm. guys too. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, guys at Twisted Towing have that one, but. It, it's it's really cool to see that it's not just like the kids, you know, that kind of go to coffee and cars and sometimes ruin it because they're idiots and do burnouts and crash. Oh God, my son is one of them. <laughs> uh, well, I was I was at the, I was at that coffee and cars that the Camaro yeah. spun out and hit an, on, hit an oncoming car. Oh uh, yes, yeah, my son Nightmare. told me about that. Yeah. yeah so. um, anyway, but no, it's it's a really cool mix to see that. But um, you know, back to like the dragging stuff. Do you remember the first race and where was it? My your first, your first ever drag race. Where was it? Probably the first time I got in my car without yeah. my dad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I think I was racing against a uh, Lincoln Continental. It doesn't matter who it, it doesn't was. Doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah I'm beat you to the next light. Yeah. <laughs> the first car I came up with. But yeah, it just goes way back. Yeah. I mean, um, um, you know, I was street. I street raced for many, many years mm-hmm. uh, until um, there was an incident where some people got hurt. There was an accident, and. Um, what do you think about the whole uh, new like street outlaws kind of thing that's been coming out? You know, the last kind of you is know, that kind of still is that what your scene is, or is it more? No, no, no? not at all. That's kind of glamorized no, no, to no, opposite that's, what that's, you want to do. That that you know, and and there's probably some haters out there who are going to hate what I say, but um, that's okay. It doesn't matter. Truth is the truth, whether mm-hmm. you like it or not. But that the whole street outlaws and all that stuff, it's all scripted. Yeah. It's all scripted. It's all pre-thought. It's all pre-scripted, and 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 it's all yeah. it's none of it's real okay i mean the only real part of it is that the guys are racing vehicles that have 3000 horsepower to the rear wheels right. on an unprepped surface show up in a trailer that is the only part of it yeah. that is actually real okay and it's inherently dangerous now if you want to go out and you want to invest 150 or 250 or 300,000 dollars into a car yeah and go out and race it on a country road yeah. and total your car, you are more than welcome to that. You know, because that's what the end result, that's what the end game right. is. You've got a car that builds way too much horsepower mm-hmm. and it's not, it was never designed to run. And you want it to be, basically, the, I guess the whole premise is they want these large horsepower cars to be very dangerous and to be very unpredictable and to be very um, um, uh, crash-worthy gotcha. for the camera TV. because that's people like blood. Yeah. You know, I think, uh, was it uh, uh, Glenn Fry uh, wrote a song, you know, uh, um, um, 
people, uh, you know, dirty laundry. Okay. You know, <laughs> I like met him, by laundry. the way. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, so but, your but scene yeah. is most like just. You know, so like I, I haven't street raced in many, many years okay. because there was an incident I was involved in and, yeah. you know, blah, blah, what blah. Was your, what was your last street racing car? Um, uh, it was 1970 SS Nova. Um, I drag raced that car. That was my high school hot rod. Okay. Not my first car, but That's it was cool. my high school hot rod. And when I retired that car, it ran, and of course, this was very impressive numbers for the time. Well, of course, yeah. <laughs> but it ran 1070s yeah. uh, in a quarter mile uh, uh, in street. And that's trim. a manual? Or there was a manual transmission. Manual, yeah. I've never raced right. an automatic transmission. Yeah. I would be lost Not like the if speed I didn't have today. three pedals. Yeah. I'd be lost. Mm-hmm. I've always drag raced uh, manual transmission cars yeah. and currently do. But um, um, it was a 70 Chevy SS Nova, yeah. um, 3,200 pounds, small block Chevrolet, manual transmission, yeah. and ran 1070s, threw the mufflers on DOT tires. Scared the shit out of you? Not really, because no. I was used to it. Okay. You know, so it, it wasn't. I, it got to a point. Yeah. It wasn't frightening. Okay. But um, when I bought the car, I guess it was probably capable of maybe some 14s. Yeah. I mean, it was pretty rowdy when yeah. I bought it, and yeah, it was it was a far cry from what I'd had right. for the first year and a half of driving. So yeah, I mean, it was a hot rod when I bought it, but uh, I had uh, modified it. You know, over the years, and I did eventually sell it uh, to a friend of mine, but. Uh, do you miss it? Uh, of course I miss it. You know, I'd, I'd, I'd had that car for 25 years when I sold it. Who has it right now? Yeah, would you buy uh, it back? Joe Dilger in South Carolina. <laughs> and you son of a bitch, if you don't sell it back to me. So you'd buy it back in a heartbeat? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. But yeah, my good friend Joe Dilger, and, uh, good friends for a long time, he he bought it for me right after my dad passed away, before I built my, my altered, my, my 32... Plymouth that I race now. Okay. Picture of it right there. I bought um oh, wow. I bought that from a field. It was okay. a rusty, hulking piece of shit. Yeah. And uh I built that car from the ground up and uh um anyway, uh, yeah. uh, uh, uh my 70 Nova was my high school hot rod and my project car for all through my 20s and my 30s. Yeah. And then when my dad passed away, I was a bit depressed and I didn't know what to do. Um, I needed something to take my mind off of the realities of life right. and death. And uh, um, I bought this little rusty coupe um, and brought it back. And it sat on a tra- my trailer for a couple of years before I even realized, you yeah. know, I had direction. I needed direction. Right. When my dad passed away, uh, that was the direction I needed. And I built it originally as kind of a street rod. Uh, and then I had so much fun drag racing it. Um, it uh, morphed into quickly morphed into a drag car, and uh, I, we currently drag race it still, and it runs eight nineties at yeah. one hundred and fifty-five mile an hour. Um, Where do you uh, go to race? Manual transmission. Race it around the it's country? still a four-speed. <laughs> still four-speed. Do so you race it around the country? Yeah, yeah. We go to uh, um, Texas, uh, Missouri, Kansas. Yeah. Uh, the surround. I don't like to get. I don't like to go too far. We we just don't have time yeah. to go too far away. Right. But we'll go on two or three day journeys nice. and go yeah. to some nostalgia. We race it mainly in nostalgia. It, it fits a uh, uh, the classes of the nostalgia. Gotcha. Uh, cl- uh, drag racing. Yeah. Uh, uh, classes. Uh, Teresa, what did you think of the whole drag racing scene? Um, okay, so when I first met him, I had never been to a drag race in my life. I yeah. have a gay twin brother, so that was the only drag I'd ever been exposed <laughs> to, right? So, 
and uh, he was a fabulous drag queen. Um, <laughs> actually, actually, at our wedding, and she never had a taste of liquor, <laughs> never on her lips ever. I don't know. Oh, I never drank hard liquor until I met him. Never had um, liquor. Never been to a drag strip. Yeah. But actually, at our wedding, my twin brother came down as the Spanish flamenco drag queen flower girl <laughs> and, and pulled rose petals brilliant. out of a pinata's ass. It was oh, that's awesome. So good. That's so good. <laughs> yeah, he was a good sport for yeah. doing that for us. But oh, and he he came down um, to uh, um, Carmen Miranda's Chicka Chicka Boom Chick. Okay. It was amazing. <laughs> anyway, going back to the drag races, um, my first we've got photographs of um, my first drag race. It was that one was in uh, Ardmore. No, was it Ardmore or Thunder Valley? I mean, um, yeah, Thunder Valley. <clears throat> anyway, it was a local track. Yeah. Um, it was it was it was nice, um, you know. I actually have it was nice. drag racing is nice. <laughs> Smell of Ben River is nice. Drag racing oh my is gosh. very very nice. Okay, so when he converted his his engine over to alcohol, yeah, it burned my eyes for the first couple of months, and then now I love it. Excellent. I, I yeah. love it. Yeah, I love it. But honestly, for us, um, you know, I've been going. I think I've only missed two or three drag races okay. in the ten years that we've been together. So yeah. we're really supportive. He he lugs my gear for me at my gigs, and I go to yeah. the drag races with him. And and uh, it socially, it's it's great. We've got friends that that I'm I'm dear friends with um, um, some of the people there. Yeah, we've made they're, life they're like, lifelong yeah, friends. Yeah, we, they're we, like family. Yeah, we do lifelong things friends. together with them socially. I mean, I look forward to it. Um, and um, so it's it really is fun. And yeah. also to watch him <laughs> to watch him race now. One of our friends, the Thistles, um, you know, they've gotten faster because he retired and because um, he's older yeah. than us. And um, and so he he built up a uh, built a faster car. Okay. And I told Jeff, I pulled him after after the season a couple years ago. I'm like, do what you got to do to go faster. <laughs> you know. So. <laughs> A friendly rivalry, like I don't care what you have to do. Yeah. And that, you know that's wonderful because the wife is telling you do whatever you got to do. do. She's basically do. telling you spend the milk money. Yeah. Oh no, spend I told the milk him. Money to yeah. Buy that blower. Oh no, yeah. my no seriously. Almond noodles for months. It's yeah, fine. You yeah. gotta beat that guy. This is seriously. This is what I told him years ago. Is I don't I don't care. Yeah. How how many days you have to stay late? You know to work on the car. She's mm. made of metal. Yeah. You know as long as she doesn't have real tits, I'm good. You know what I mean. <laughs> Yeah. So I'm totally. Great. I mean, he can do whatever he wants, yeah. you know, with his cars. Um, he can spend whatever he wants on his cars. And he will not hear me gripe about right. it. Have you? Re- do they have just one seat? Have you t- been down the drag strip? Uh, no, I do not have a need for speed. You wouldn't go. Oh in? no, oh, no, 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 no. Okay, so no. We, okay, and again, so we have a a, um, a genetic heart disease in our family. Okay. So anything that goes, you know, uh, that has this uh, centrifugal force. Yeah. Um, I literally will pass out. Uh, you know, so I have a defibrillator. Okay. <laughs> in my, in my yeah, yeah, yeah. So no, I I have no need for speed. You okay. Know. As but my I, as my, um um, I'll say as my, the process of the car went along. It yeah. was originally started as a, uh, a street rod. Okay. And so it does. Yes, it does two have seats, two yeah. seats. It does. But, yeah. Yeah. And she's gotten in it a couple of times, but she has to make me cross the heart. And oh, to yeah. Not. Oh, I get angry, yeah. Because, yeah. like I said, now I've got girlfriends that, that support their husbands at the races, and they would they they want to race so yeah. bad. And I'm like, nope, I'm good. I'm yeah, there's plenty good. of girl racers around town that have, oh, you know, yeah. that they, it's, you know, it's, yeah. it's, a, it's definitely there. Now, it's I'll, not I'll a, sing a mean you know. national anthem before the race. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I've done my bit. That'll be my back. contribution, you know. Yeah. But I do go up to the line with him for the most part it, it depends if it's super super hot outside right. i can't do the heat yeah. but i do go outside with him 
and um, and I and I support him. I get nervous every time he runs down yeah. the track because I've seen, even with our friends, mm-hmm. I've seen them hit the wall, and it's not a fun thing to witness. Yeah. Um, so, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, you know, I get nervous every time he t- he makes a pass. But I mean, we have we have some of the best safety um, equipment. Um, and most modern safety equipment in these cars, even though they're nostalgia drag mm-hmm. racers, uh, the safety equipment's all modern, modernized and dated, and yeah. um, has to be within certain tolerances and et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. But it's still very, very, very dangerous. Well, one of our friends, uh, like she mentioned, the Fizzles, they, they, uh, they, he. Uh, his car took a hard left turn during a burnout and crawled up the wall and yeah. flipped over and yeah. and barrel rolled yeah. uh, within a hundred foot of the starting line, uh, just doing a burnout. Uh, and then we've had other people, other friends that that run out a couple of hundred foot and uh, for no apparent reason will take a hard right or hard left and goes nose into the wall. Yeah. And I mean, so it's a very volatile and very unpredictable. Uh, thing whenever you're putting a thousand to a thousand to three thousand horsepower to any kind of lightweight vehicle um, and you pull it out there and you you spin it up and you cut the you, you spin it up and cut the cord and you yeah. hold on I mean you know, yeah. you don't know what it's going to do I mean ninety nine percent of the time it does what you want it to do but there's that one percent that Anything could happen. Anything but I do want happen. him to go faster to beat Jim Fissel. <laughs> so probably the scariest race that, that I ever witnessed was uh, we were at Mocan out in Joplin, mm-hmm. Missouri. And it was about five or six years ago. I was back at the trailer, and um, um, there was I was selling swag. So we have our T-shirts and stuff right. that we take to the races. And so um, I saw – I knew his, his, his car was running – and the next thing I knew, I heard, you know, boom, 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 and then smoke. And then, of course, I'm freaking out thinking it was him. Yeah. And so everybody, you know, gasps and then runs out to the track. And then one of our friends was running back and said, it's not him. And I'm like, okay, all right. So that was probably the scariest moment that I ever had, you know, watching yeah. him race. Have you, had any, have you had any oh shit moments? Oh, about every other time I get in the car, <laughs> it's an oh shit moment. Yeah, I mean, yeah, of course. I mean, uh, you know, I mean, <clears throat> too numerous to mention, honestly. But uh, there have been a couple times where, um, you know, I'd be at a thousand foot mark doing 135 or 145 miles an hour. You hit a slick spot. Yeah. Something happens. The car pitches sideways, and miraculously and mercifully, you're able to gather it up yeah. and 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 bring it to a, a halt. Mm-hmm. And then there are times where other people, and the most common problem in drag racing is where you you're whoever you're running against in the other lane is having problems, and they run into you. Right. They cross the line, or they get out in front of you and cross the line, and yeah. you can't stop, and you you can't avoid them. I've had a couple of those moments where people have blown engine. The biggest thing is that you get out on the um, um, big end of the track and you're 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 rolling, you know, 100 miles an hour to nothing, and everything's running 10,000 RPM, and somebody has a catastrophic engine failure. And when that happens, you know, you've got 12 up to 12 quarts of oil. Right. that is being jettisoned onto the track 
and all of a sudden now yeah. it's a skating rink. Right, and you're on the <laughs> trying to slow <laughs> and down. And that guy, yeah. yeah, and he's driving over his oil, yeah. or or you're driving over your own oil, mm-hmm. and and you know, and then it's a you know it's, anything can happen at yeah. that point, and that's that's some of the bigger issues that uh, uh, that can happen and that's happened to me a couple times where other people have blown their engines mm-hmm. and they're skating over towards you or going off the track and rolling their cars I had a couple same track Mocan um, um, guy rolled a car was much faster car than mine and we were handicap racing you know it was a and I was running a 990, and he was running an 890. So I got the handicap, and they sent me out first, and uh-huh. I, I launched, and I was gone. And the guy didn't catch up to me until we were right in the lights at the at the yeah right at the the finish line, uh-huh. and he blew past me. But as he blew past me, his it was enveloped in, in, in oil and smoke, and he had blown his transmission up, and being an automatic transmission, he yeah, had nothing. about 16 quarts of yeah. automatic transmission fluid. Yeah. When he drove over it, and he he, he rolled his car, I mean, rolled, barrel rolled it at 155 miles an hour, and he was lucky to survive, but it was his birthday, 21-year-old <laughs> young man. That was the time destroying his about, father's yeah. car. Yeah. And 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 he was okay. Yeah. He survived. actually mercifully yeah. he ran, he walked yeah. away from it, wow. but it was just a horrific crash, mm-hmm. and uh, um, and that's why a lot of the tracks are going to eighth mile okay. instead of quarter mile racing because just a lot of your catastrophic now. failures happen at thousand foot. That's okay. when a lot of your engine failures are happening because you're stretching that stuff out there, and and that's one of the main reasons because of insurance and everything else, gotcha. and not a lot of engine failures at eighth mile racing. Okay. So because you're not going near as fast, you're not yeah. pushing the engine, you know, you're not pushing your car to its mechanical limits as much. Yeah. But anyway. Um, what do you think about some of the like, um, I mean, underground racing kind of exotic that are doing, you know, crazy horsepower uh, there's, now. There's a there's an ask for every seat. Yeah. Yeah, that's what Is I that just not, not your personal it's thing though. It's ask a, for every seat. Yeah, I'm a I'm I'm unabashedly and unbashfully a track racer. Okay, I'm a prepped surface racer. Yeah, because I know the dangers of doing right. that. But you started the on the street. Though. I started Got on you. the street like, like everybody, everybody else. Does. Like yeah, everybody yeah. else did. Yeah. So I, you know, I it it certainly was in my blood, but. Uh, as I've grown smarter and wiser and right. more practical, you're not doing a ton fifty down turnpike, you know, down exactly. the turnpike on, on I mean, crazy roads and you know, I mean, I, getting over that ridge into the third lane. You know, over they have a, they have a lot of things nowadays, a lot of computers, yeah, a lot of programming uh-huh. that brings in power in different different times, different yeah. angles, where you know, and they, and and you've got computers that that will will um, detect. Uh, drive shaft speed, wheel speed, yeah. tire slip, converter speed, crankshaft speed, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. I et cetera. could probably get in a car with no experience and do and, it, and, do and it, it quickly. Yeah. Yeah, and, do the, it quick. and, and those systems work together in yes. a computerized environment right. where it limits the power down. Yeah. If it sees a lot of wheel speed, gotcha. it'll shut the power down yeah. or shut the nitrous down it's or shut the analog. turbo. It's very, very, very much analog, so. Yeah. Very much so. Yeah. And so. But you still have still a racing. lot of the... Um, a lot of the wild cards, right? A lot of wild cards, you know. Yeah, and and I guess there's something for everybody. I just don't, you know. Mm-hmm. I don't. I I love my car. 
I don't want to total it. I don't want to wrap it around. I don't want to rebuild it. I mean, you know, I don't He's wiser. Hours into He's it. wiser now. Yeah, yeah. I think it's really I important to, race another day. Yeah. to interject at this point in time that, that the whole drag racing discussion to our life insurance policy carriers, that this is all hypothetical <laughs> and never really happened. Uh, okay? Never. It doesn't right. happen. Not right. one day. I just thought what I'd if? say that. <laughs> <laughs> if I was to go out and drag race. Yeah, exactly. And if a, I had yeah. a car. Yeah. I just thought I'd say and that. And if uh, I were to wind up at a place like Mocan Tulsa yeah. or Ardmore. I just turned, uh, took a wrong turn and I was on drive strip. Who knew? Know. I was just you at a red light it and it went green. Sequence. Yeah. It never know happened. what yeah. could yeah. happen. Exactly. <laughs> That's, I mean, I have not gone down a drag strip. It's, I mean, it is, like you, you said, do you it, have it, I would love to. I, ha- I do. I would love to. It's you need such, to come out. The beautiful thing about I will definitely come local out with you guys. drag strips is that anybody can go. Yeah. Anybody can go. There's a class for you. There's yeah. a class for that guy. There's a class for that girl. Mm-hmm. There's a class for everybody. Yeah. Go. And if you want to do it, if you have any yeah. interest in, do it, in doing it, go. I go, just I'd go, love to go, go pay your go 20 bucks. Like. And, I mean, just to jump in like a passenger ride. I go mean, pay I wouldn't your go down 20 bucks. My, uh, most most of them won't let you passenger ride, but yeah. there are certain nights they'll do that. Okay. But on the average, no. But um, go pay your 20 bucks yeah. and go race. Yeah, go race your that. car. It does not matter. You yeah. can race your foot brake car, your little Subaru, your, yeah. or your Volkswagen, or it does not matter. You go and yeah. get the, ex- the ex- exhilaration and go get that experience. You right. owe it to yourself. Because That's like, bu- it like be you said, it thing. is like, it's, it is American. Drag racing is such an American thing. Oh, it's a disease I want to infect I like, you and everybody oh, else. Oh, you will. <laughs> I'm sure you will. Because I grew up, you know, I grew up like, Wales is a huge, like rallying in Wales is huge. You know, the mm-hmm. Great British, um, Great Britain rally is oh, massive. Oh, that's a bucket you list. Know. Isle of Man. It, uh, yeah, Isle, Isle of Man, Man TT for the bikes T-T, as well. I've always yeah, wanted that's to do amazing. Isle of Man. They're nuts. They are yeah. truly nuts. Oh, yeah. Doing crazy mile an hour public you know, roads, that's nuts. So I've yeah, grown I, up watching I've, I've that racing that. side yeah. of it. Never the drag race stuff. You know, Formula One and the rallying and like the... That track racing has always been like what I grew up watching because that's sure. just what everyone does. And the history behind Formula One and all that kind of... And the politics that goes along with it. Everyone who knows Formula One is, will know that. Oh, yeah. But like the drag racing here is so interesting because you can especially what the way you do it because it's super it's just it's anal- it's not analog it's not press a button go it's you know shifting matching revs like in a, in a car that you've built not like Absolutely. you haven't you haven't gone and bought a twin turbo Lamborghini and, I, bent you know what the, I, mean? like I bent the tubing for the roll cage yeah I that must give you so much satisfaction built the frame I built the engine I built the rear yeah. Axle, I built every aspect of that vehicle mm-hmm. and I I painted it. I did every, I did everything but the lettering on yeah. the car. A friend of mine helped me with the bodywork. But I did everything. Is there a reason it's is it black and gold or black and red? Uh it's black and red. Okay. And that's just And lettering. there's some yeah. gold lettering on the okay. on the number. Um but Not black uh, and I meant black and orange. Sorry. I thought yeah. it might have been you might have been an OSU fan and it looks orange <laughs> in the picture. Not you're an OU fan? <laughs> Silently that, nodding, not to get into a discussion over here. That was a new, a new thing. Now you get into an open politics that I don't want to get into. When I moved here, it was like, what is this college football thing going on? Oh, yeah, you don't on? have like... You know, have not really, in California. Not in California. Oh, no, no one cares about football in California. Like, surfing and music. Well, I mean, yeah, there, there is the group that does, you know, go after like the college right. football scene yeah. there. But they're usually dudes, you know. Yeah. Um, but for the most part, no. In California, no. We, you know, it just wasn't a thing. There's enough going on around rather than football. Oh, my gosh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Beaches and the mountains, yeah. and you know there was you know, a lot of it. And it could have been also because I was raised, you know, primarily by yeah. a single mom. You yeah. know, so this is like we're at, you know just over an hour. This has been amazing. I don't want to take any more of your time, <laughs> but I do have a little fun quick fire 
it is quick fire, but it's not. Because um, some of the questions may take a while. Uh, what do you... Let's see. Best experience you've ever had outside of the business? Oh, good lord. You want to go first? <laughs> oh, <that> was <laughs> Who baiting. answers that, yeah, like, yeah, really quickly? Baiting. Nobody does. Yeah. <laughs> Jeff's like, I can't do this. It's This is a... Okay, you know. I'll go. I'll go. Okay. There's a lot of great experiences. I've got, you know, births of children, yeah. meeting my husband, sure. all this stuff. But I would have to say... Um, uh, 50th birthday, twin brother, husband, or actually at the time, uh, fiance. No, we weren't even engaged at that moment. So, okay, yeah. boyfriend, my man friend yeah. came with, um, but it was a uh, flying to Positano, Italy and with a group of six of us friends and, yeah. um, and then him, uh, Jeff proposing to me that first night, that was probably, and the whole trip. I mean, right. it was just incredible that my, our first European uh, trip and that's a uh, bold move. First day of the first day of the trip. Yeah, that could have gone yeah. downhill so it's, fast. So it's Positano. I'm sure you knew it, but she like she could have said no. She could have said, "Oh, <laughs> you'd be like, oh, you're on and the return And the trip would have sucked, right? <laughs> yeah. But we call it Positano. Um, yeah. Now, good. Yeah, that I'd have to say, as far as like, just you know, I'm, yeah. I'm just thinking off the top of my head quickly. So that was a good well, one. Well, I, I would have to say yes. That would be an easy answer if I answered that honestly. Um, that'd be a very easy answer because that was one of the most magical and one of the most. Yeah. Um, horrifying and <laughs> stressful and fucked up days of That's my not life. Not a fun flight to have if you've got to propose the next day. Well, the fun, the, the interesting thing is that I was, I was able to keep it away from her. I was able to keep it from her. Yeah. Which, if anybody knows my wife, um, they know that <laughs> not only is she terrifying, but she puts Dick Tracy to fucking shame. <laughs> she can find out anything on anybody. She knows what you're thinking just by looking at your tire tracks. Right. She knows what you're thinking. Yeah. That's you an over-exaggeration. Yeah. It may be an over-exaggeration. I think it's a woman thing. But My wife's pretty good at that, too. Um, she, she's pretty... And, and, and yeah. that was a pretty amazing experience. But I would have to say, in all honesty, the most um, incredible and unreal and fucked up day, I guess I could say, that when my dad passed away. Yeah. When my dad passed away, it was sudden. It was a very sudden event. Uh, and uh, um, there was no forewarning. There was no... I mean, we knew he was in poor health, mm -hmm. but we knew that he could be treated and he could be fixed. Yeah. He could be helped. And he refused that help and put it off. And it was in the time of year. It was coming up on Christmas. And he was like, oh, I'll go. And as soon as the holidays are over, I'll go take care of this little problem I've got. Right. Well, he didn't make it. And he died on the 11th of December, uh, suddenly, in the, early in the morning. And I got a phone call. And the phone call I took, and I knew something was wrong. And I had a suspicion, and it was my dad's best friend, not my mother calling. Yeah. It was my dad's best friend calling. And he never called me. Never. Yeah. Norman would never call me for any reason other than maybe a car question or something. And Norman's calling me at 6.40 in the morning. And he tells me, you need to get to the hospital right now. You need yeah. to get get your shit, get, get to the hospital. And... Uh, and my, I knew, I just, I didn't even respond to him, I don't think. I think I just hung up the phone. Yeah. And I knew that, that it was bad. Yeah. And uh, that day, the shock and the floating, you're floating on air, you're not touching the ground. Mm -hmm. you're, each step you take, it feels like you're treading water. And I tread water the entire day, and going over there, 
and going to the hospital and seeing him because he was already passed away. He was already yeah. in the, the area that they, it wasn't the morgue, but there was an area that they put them uh, for you to go view the body. And uh, it was just the most real and the most unreal experience that I've ever experienced. And I have not to this day or any time in my life experienced anything even remotely close to that type of real and unreal at the same time right experience and i just felt like i was literally in a dream yeah it was a dream state and i had to go back to work i had to take care of my business and i had to go to the bank and make deposits and i had to take care of customers yeah. and i had and i did it all in a half in half out of a dream yeah just went on autopilot Oh, I was an autopilot. Yeah. And I don't know how I did it, but I did it. Yeah. And that was the most Sorry. emotional and incredibly real and incredibly um I don't know how how do you describe that? Right. How do you put a label on that? You can't. Only you can describe that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that that was the most memorable, right. I guess I would what, say what would the you, most memorable day of my life. What do you think he would say if he walked in here today? Oh, you're good. <laughs> you're good. Yeah. What would he say? He, said, he would probably glad he didn't say, go to the military. <laughs> he would probably say, "You need to mop these floors." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, he would say, "Good job." That's awesome. Good job. Yeah. That's because really I started cool. my business on a shoestring. Actually, he would look at my race car. Yeah. And say. I never thought you could do it. Yeah. Because he when I he was still alive when I bought the rusty shell of this car out of the field. Yeah. And he would walk around that and of course I told you earlier on in the interview that he was kind of a purist. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. He would never took on the the big projects. Yep. He never took on the projects that had cars had a lot of rust or the right. floorboards were gone or you had to build a new frame or you know, that was just beyond his uh, that's just way too the car is too right. far gone. Yeah. That's what he would say. That car is too far gone. Yeah. And that's what he said when I bought that thing. He just, he'd, I'd see him walking around it, looking at it, and he'd just shake his head and go, it's too far gone. That car is just too far gone. So I think he would probably be impressed that I actually yeah. built that car into the car it is today. That's really cool. <laughs> I think he would be really impressed with that. But What's uh, the what's the B&A on the side for? The what? The B.A.? Yeah, what's that? Uh, in, back in the early 60s, late 50s, eh, of course the... The class, the class designations changed so many times during the history okay. of drag racing from the 50s into the 60s and the 70s. The BA is a B altered, okay, um, because it has no fenders. Okay, and back then, a car if it had fenders, um, it was considered a gasser. Okay, okay, or or or. or, or Stock or right. ga- most mostly they had the gas classes and they 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 okay. they burned pump fuel or gasoline. Gotcha. And they had full fenders. Now you could put whatever engine you wanted in it. Right. The displacement of the engine versus the weight of the car would would tell you how okay. many cubic inches you could run. Yeah. A B C D E F G all the way down to 
Okay. You know, I didn't know it had classic. like a special meaning or anything. But it was just altered, like, the okay. altered classes were the cars where you took the fenders off of. Got you. Now that car's stripped altered. it out. It's an altered, altered car. It, yeah. Okay. Now you still had cubic inch versus weight. Okay. That d- depending on the classes, the the top of the class would be double A altered, which would be blown. Okay. It had a blower on it. You could put a power adder on it, and that would be alcohol or an alternative fuel. Yeah. The that would be double A altered. Yeah. Now and then you'd have an A altered class or an A gas class. Okay. That would be, um, um, like say the double A altered, you could run nitro. Or had a call or whatever. Yeah, they whatever had. it is, yeah, you want to spray on alternative it, yeah. fuels. Uh, but uh, um, the A altered would be blown gasoline. Yeah. And then the B altered would be. Um, vehicle weight versus the cubic inches that it displayed. Okay. On the on the engine, how big the engine was. So how big is the engine compared to the weight of the car? My engine now. Yeah. Oh, it's a three twenty seven. Yeah. Yeah. A, <laughs> no. How much the car weigh? <laughs> the car weighs two thousand pounds. Okay. So basically, I just I I I I, I estimated the engine to be about a 390 cubic inch okay. and 2,000 pounds, and I I went back in the history books, and I went, okay, what class would this vehicle fit in? Right. It wouldn't fit in the gas class because it didn't have any fenders, so it would be in the altered class. And yeah. I went down and went, okay, it's unblown, it's fuel-injected, it does run alcohol, and it's got 390 cubic inches. So that would yeah. be the B-altered class. Okay. And so we run it as... Uh, basically, we just run it in an open gas or yeah. class or nostalgia classes, but it's not a true altered like some of the other alters that run nowadays like yeah. uh, uh, that you would see because they're a center steer car. They basically have a funny car style cage. Mm-hmm. You sit in the very min- middle of it, and it's a center steer car. Yeah. Um, this is still what they call a door slammer. Uh, the driver sits on the left side of the car, yeah. conventional steering on the left side, and you get in and out through the doors. Got you. Uh, so it's not a true not a cockpit yeah. sitting in the yeah, middle. It's not a true kinda. altered. Got you. Uh, but, okay. Uh, it's a, a door slammer. It's yeah. an early altered. Is it here or is it at the house? No, it's oh, here. It's here. Can I see it when we're done? Yeah. yeah. I want to yeah. see it. I want to yeah. see the thing. It looks awesome. I was That's gonna, so cool. Oh, I was going to tell you real quickly. Yeah. Okay, my marketing brain is just going on, you know, <laughs> oh, steroids right now. <laughs> yeah. So okay. I'm so, going to get a text later saying, "Please add this in." I know. <laughs> what, what did you forget? <laughs> One of the things that that I have had to overcome from the marketing perspective is that people only thought just because of the cars that we we we, we service um, hot rods yeah. we service vintage cars okay but our bread and butter is modern day drivers You're every day every day modern yeah. electronics Import, we've got yeah domestic yeah, yeah. Tires, so oil, oil changes, changes brakes, brakes shocks, AC, yeah. everything, everything, everything. That that yeah. is what keeps our lights on. That is yeah. what keeps uh, uh, food in our refrigerator. That's what keeps me racing, people. <laughs> <laughs> that's what's going to get you to beat. Uh, so, that's what's going to get me to beat Jim Fizzle. Beat Jim Fizzle. So, yeah, right, there right. We got to beat Jim Fizzle. Yeah. So so that is the misconception that that I've been Got working really you. hard for six years. Yeah. You know, to say, hey, you know, that's where our, our community involvement comes in. Also, right. it's it's to say we're not just a hot rod shop. Yeah. We're not just old vintage cars which is a cool vibe in the shop of course it is we yeah just seem, it's your we character just, yeah we just happen yeah. to have that 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 vibe going right. on 
but but we just wanted people to come to a really cool place that was different but get your mom and pop oil changes right. and all that stuff done so yeah. that i wanted to make sure that no, i interjected definitely. that because there's a lot of discussion that the car people are going to totally dig a lot of this conversation yeah but you got people the, like me who drive a full oh, fusion that's going to yeah. come in and be like guys <laughs> yeah. while you do my oil change i'm checking yeah, out the rat yeah. in the other shop yeah, you know like exactly. that Absolutely. i am your yeah. ideal customer basically I mean, all you want to have you know that's yeah. the oxygen that that keeps us breathing yeah is the everyday drivers right. and the folks that have their their everyday cars that need brakes or their air conditioner yeah. repaired or it's leaking fluid or what needs tires or yeah. whatever it is that's what keeps us going and that's the oxygen that 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 keeps Beck's garage yeah. breathing but the other yeah. side of that is that that if you have a uh, a master technician a master mechanic that has been doing this for over 40 years and he oversees everything that goes out of our shop yeah. and and you've got somebody that is putting his own life on the line drag racing and his own family's life on the line you know yeah. as far as our future right. you know that you're going to be getting a yeah. solid product you know yeah. a solid service and that's one thing that separates us as well not only do we love, you know, our area here, you know, our yeah. district and, and our city, but, but he actually walks the walk, you know, and, and um, yes. builds these things and runs them. And, um, and he has other drag racers that come to him to help them mm -hmm. with their fine-tuning and their fabrication. He yeah. does welding. So, um, you know, when you've got somebody that, that is that into it, you have to understand that that you're not just getting just another guy that opened up a shop right. you know 27 years ago you're getting a guy that you know that, that really understands what yeah. it is that you're doing you're taking your children yeah. to school you know we have a granddaughter now she's yeah. seven months old you know we want to make sure that that yeah, car she's is safe. seven months old she did a brake job on a Ford <laughs> F-250 today she was, was in amazing. here today. <laughs> <laughs> she is incredible oh, yeah she incredible. will know yeah. how to yeah. rotate oh yeah so. anyway well, we totally got I, out, look so. i really appreciate your time like uh, this is amazing um thank you for giving up so much your time to share this story because you know some of the stories you told i'm sure that and not a lot of people get to hear that and i really appreciate you telling me that like it means well, a thanks lot. for giving us an opportunity to you know vent and, and <laughs> tell our story and yeah you know i mean you know we grew up i grew up in an age where you know just kind of cap it off with is that you know we we didn't specialize in anything you were either right. an auto mechanic and you or you weren't yeah and you worked on brakes you worked on steering you worked on Mm -hmm. engine performance you worked on transmissions you worked on differentials yeah you did every aspect of what that vehicle needs were so you became a specialist in all of these areas yeah. and that's what we're sorely missing today in this day and age people don't understand that just a couple of years of vocational training mm -hmm. and you can come out and make an good living Maybe for 40, a lot of money. 40 plus grand a year mm. first year out if you've got the aptitude for it yeah um you know you don't have to go i mean nothing wrong with 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 by all means nothing wrong with going to college and getting a four-year degree but you go to four-year degree you get i mean one of my one of my you're paying that debt off for a long time i was my, lucky i got mine paid for one of my I heroes was a scholarship is, i was lucky one of my heroes is mike rowe uh -huh. i love mike rowe and he 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 puts it very plainly and very accurately. Um, um, the need in this country today is vocational. Yeah. And whether it's mm -hmm. plumbing, contracting, building, auto repair, I agree. Electrical. Man, you can a couple of years with you know minimal um, 
uh, investment, yeah. um, twenty grand or less. Mm. Uh, Find someone who's going to have you as an apprentice, and you work and on the job and learn. Like you, you can did. first year out, yeah. you can make nearly fifty thousand dollars a year. Yeah. And then once you hone your skill after a couple of years, you can be making you have your own nearly triple digits. Yeah. You know, you cannot say that right. for a marketing marketing job. career. Yeah. Or, I mean, yeah. sorry, marketing degree yeah, or a yeah, business yeah. degree or, 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 or you know, whatever it is. liberal yeah. arts or right. whatever. Uh-huh. You're going to struggle. Yeah. And, and that's, no, I that's, agree with you. I think it's going – it's definitely going that way. There's a lot of people in my generation who have gone to college and, I mean – I know how to change my tires. Yeah. I don't know how to change my own oil. I just I, never grew up doing that, right? Am, and that is what my generation has missed doing. I'm the poster yeah. child now, now of the yes, average. Everything's coming back around. Average mm-hmm. professional yeah. re- re- repair technician with yeah. my skill set. Yeah. I'm the poster child for that. I'm the yeah. average age of that, and I should be retiring. Right. I probably should have already retired. <laughs> yeah. That's you why know? the kids are in the business yeah. now. <laughs> you know, so... Yeah. Uh, how can how can people find you? How is everyone listening? How can they find you? Social okay. media, website. Yep. Social. Okay. So we are um, on Facebook. Um, it's Beck's Garage OKC. Um, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, we are also. You can Google us. You can Yelp us. Um, we've got great ratings on there. Um, we have a, a website, BexOKC.com. Um, find us on there. It has you know four two one seven Northwestern Avenue in Oklahoma City. Uh, 8405-842-9920. That's been our number for a long time. Since day one. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I had a correction to make, too. I was uh, checking the date on Wheels on Western. It is actually, it was in May. We switched it to June. So okay. it's June 22nd okay. from 9 to noon. There's um, If you want to enter a car, um, hit up the Western Avenue District uh, yeah. Facebook page. It's got information on there. And um, it's going to be a fun family event, music, food cars and jeff's gonna again make the the overall uh winner trophy for the judges favorite so great i'm excited i'll be there yeah. If, I, if it's not a golf tournament, I will be there. <laughs> uh, again, thank you so much. Like, Jeff, Teresa, this has been amazing. Um, thank you for you know, Just learning, just, just driving driving up and down the road and just seeing everything, and now I know more about it. Like, it, it means a lot to me. Everyone listening, I'm sure, is going to feel the same way. If they don't, then at least I've learned a lot from it. But I appreciate you guys so much. Um, yeah, guys listening, come check this place out on Weston uh, and all the social media links, and I'll share everything through our social media as well, as well as the Wheels on Weston that comes out in June. So, yeah, catch us next episode. Cheers. Bye. Thank you for listening. We are inspired by those around us and hope that you are too. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast on your favorite podcast platform and leave us a review so we can keep telling your stories. For more great Oklahoma content, Follow This Is Oklahoma on Facebook and Instagram. This podcast was produced by Mike Hearn and Ian Weston. Mixed by Alan Brown, with music by Chad Duro.